Hey, it's Addie and Ella, and you're listening to the Not Me But You podcast. Together we pray that in this episode, the message of the gospel will be clear, that it's not us, but him. It's not me, but you. Hey everyone, welcome back to another podcast episode. Today's episode is a little different than our normally scheduled episodes. It's more of a story time type episode with me and Ella here because today we're actually going to be sitting down and sharing our testimony with you guys on the podcast. Yeah, so what we really want to do with this episode is share our salvation testimony and how God saved us and how that all happened and then just share a testimony of sanctification and what he's been doing in our lives since then because there's a lot of different types of testimonies out there and even within our testimonies in this episode we could have testimonies inside of testimonies inside of testimonies because there's so many different things that go on that God's doing in our lives but what we really want to do is just say here's how God saved us here's how this happened and here's where we are now and how we got to this point. Yeah, we want to make it extremely clear throughout this episode that our testimony is not what we've done. You know, we even have that in our episode title. It's not me, but you. And we have that verse in Ephesians 2, chapter 8, which says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of work, so that no one may boast. It's not our own doing. And so we want to make that clear as we're sitting here and sharing what God has done in our lives. You know, this these stories that have occurred in our life, it's really this this plan that God has orchestrated and how God has um, brought certain people into our lives and brought us to certain places to get us to this point where we are both in a relationship with him and praise God for that and praise God for all the bumps along the way and all the people that he's brought us and the places that have really impacted um, and created this story. So really, it's not our story. It's God's story. And we want to make that clear um, before we just jump into retelling what God has done in our lives. Right. Just like Addie said, it's on the title name. It's not me, but you. It's not us, but him. God saved us. God has sanctified us. God is still working in us today. And so like Addie said, we're just kind of going to share that with you today. Addie, would you like to start us off? Mm-hmm, I would. My first point on my list was, it's not my testimony, but God's. And we literally just talked about that. So I feel like we can move on a little further. But kind of just to start off my testimony, just as an infant, I was baptized as an infant, aka, you know, the holy sprinkle, I guess you could call it. And me and Ella just did an episode on baptism where I talked a little more in depth about my baptisms, both of them. Mm -hmm. But yes, I was baptized as an infant and I grew up in a Christian home. From then on, you know, I had parents who loved the Lord, who modeled that to me and who even gave me a Christian education. So I had parents who just displayed to me every single day what it looked like to live a life like Christ. Yeah, similar to Addie, I also grew up in a Christian household, you know, go to church every Sunday, that sort of thing. And I did receive infant baptism as well, which like Addie said, we go way into detail in our baptism episode on that. So go ahead and listen to that. Um, But my mom and my grandparents especially really had a big influence on me and just being able to see them and their relationship with the Lord and their faith that they had in Christ was a big influence on me because that's kind of how I 
understood and saw people live it out. Here's what it means to be a Christian. Here's how I live my life. I'm different. I'm not like unbelievers. But yeah, I'm really thankful for being able to grow up in a Christian home because I know a lot of people haven't been fortunate to have that and to have a relationship in Christ modeled to them growing up. And so I'm really thankful that God has blessed me with that and given me that. Yeah, I agree. I'm definitely thankful for the home that I was brought up in. And I know that I heard the gospel many times when I was younger, but when I actually accepted the gospel for myself, I was around the third or fourth grade and my family actually just started going to a new church and I was in a Sunday school class that was led by an older couple and there they kind of walked us through the typical Romans road and just reading through all those verses and they laid out the gospel to me and really just gave me that choice like the gospel is a gift. Do you want to accept it? And so right then and there, I accepted the gospel. Um, I, you know, repented of my sins and asked Christ to come into my life. And after that, um, they even handed me this like laminated piece of paper that had all the verses on it and the date printed on it. It's on some nice, cute, smiley face pieces of paper and just kind of like the testament of like, hey, like this is a gift. This is what you have accepted. And I bring that up just because this piece of paper that I'm actually looking at, it's in my hands right now. I had to run into the house to find it to record this episode because it was imperative to the success of this episode. (laughs) But side note, when Addie did show me this piece of paper, I said, wow, I can't believe you still have that thing. Because if you know Addie at all, you know she is not a sentimental person. She does not hold on to things. Holding on to keepsakes, that's not Addie's style and so I told her I was like wow I cannot believe you still have that thing but clearly it mattered a lot to her if she still has it accepting Christ into my life guys was a big deal therefore I felt you know I probably should keep the piece of paper so (laughs) I have it to this day yeah anyways so when I accepted Christ into my life and accepted that gift of salvation I went to camp for the first time when I was probably around 10 years old and I didn't really know what to expect going into camp. My mom was just like, hey, you should go. It'd be fun, whatever. I was like, okay, cool. So anyways, I felt like that week just through the messages and the worship and everything, I really understood here's what the gospel is. Here's what salvation is. Here's how you accept that gift. Here's what it means to be a Christian. Like that's when it finally really clicked for me. That's when God really was working in my heart. And so it wasn't that week at camp, but a couple days after camp when I accepted that gift of salvation. And I remember praying in my room one night and just saying, you know, God, I give my life to you. I want to have a relationship with you, whatever. And John 5 verse 24 says, I tell you the truth, those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life, they will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death into life. Yeah, I think that verse just does a really good job of just explaining the gospel of how when we accept that gift of Christ, we pass from death to life. And baptism is another thing that symbolizes that. And that was something that I actually had the privilege to do um, shortly after I had accepted salvation. So flash forward about a year later in my story, um, my dad was baptized and he asked um, if I wanted to be baptized at the same time as well. And of course I said yes, but yeah, in our local indoor swimming pool on the inside ring of the lazy river, I was baptized by my dad. And that was just a another step in my faith that 
even at a young age, I know that God was calling me to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as you guys know from our baptism episode, I was baptized a lot later. I didn't have that same, quite same experience with baptism as Addie did. But even though I was saved when I was around 10 years old and I went to summer camp, whatever, all through middle school, high school, growing up that time, I was very much a lukewarm Christian. And I had all this head knowledge about Christ just from growing up in the church and whatever, but my life really didn't look any different from an unbelievers and all these people around me that I was going to high school with. And when COVID hit and we were all quarantined, this was like my junior year of high school. That's when God revealed to me the lukewarm heart that I had. And so having that time away from school and away from people and work and all these different things going on in life is when I really started praying about this and I was like, okay, God, you showed this to me. You know, I want to be in or I want to be out. I don't want to be half and half like this. And so getting into the word every day intentionally, actually studying it really helped me during this time period and this whole um, transformation, I guess. But ultimately, it's only God that can change us. And it's only God that can reveal this to you and sanctify you and change you and help you. Um, just like Addie read in the beginning, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. And just like our title name as well, it's not me but you, it's only God that can really change us. Yeah, just like Ella said about going through that whole lukewarm Christianity phase and kind of recognizing that and just working to get out of that, I kind of went through, I would guess you could say, a phase of my own. However, it wasn't struggling exactly exactly with that it was more struggling with assurance of my salvation so you know after my baptism had been a couple years flash forward to around the middle school time I actually got to go to camp as well the same camp that Ella accepted Christ at and so I was in middle school and I was asked to attend a weekend retreat at this camp and it was super beneficial in my life and I ended up going back the next summer to camp and the next summer after that and one of these years at camp I'm not sure if it was my freshman year or my sophomore year but there was a girl in our cabin who had lived in a Christian home her entire life but yet wasn't saved. Mm -hmm. And um, we had been praying over her the entire week. Um, I just remember, you know, one night she went back to talk to her counselor and we stood around in a circle and just prayed, you know, poured out our hearts to God saying like, God, like, I asked that you would bring this this girl to Christ, bring her to you, and she ended up doing that. And it was amazing and special. And we had this party and while it was so great and special, it really kind of made me start thinking about like, hey, I didn't have a moment like this of going necessarily from darkness to light, even though I know that that happened when I accepted that gift. I was like, what's my story? You know, I was like, I was eight years old in my Sunday school class and I prayed a prayer and like, and now I'm a Christian. And so that really kind of led me to having doubts of my salvation and really just starting to question all of that where I just struggled with assurance of salvation and not to plug another podcast episode, but we actually a couple episodes back did a episode with Pastor Aaron Moore where we talked about, you know, what do we do when we're asking yourself these questions of like, how do I know I'm saved? And so this was a 
a really big time in my life because I knew, you know, I knew what Romans 10 verse 9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. But it was still really hard for me just to have that assurance to know like, am I in, you know, the family of Christ? And at this time I was relying more on my own works more on like, I read the Bible today, so I'm good. And I was making it less about a relationship and more about a religion and checking things off the boxes and making sure I did this because I'm a Christian and this is what I'm supposed to do. And that took a lot for me to get out of, a lot of counsel from just amazing people who walked alongside me with that and helped me through that. And a lot of just like stepping back and giving it to God. Yeah, and believe it or not, you know, even though Addie and I both had these experiences with camp and whatever, the same exact camp, believe it or not, we never actually went to camp together because we didn't become friends until well into our very late high school years. And so we both had big experiences going to this camp, but we never actually went to camp together until like our last year of camp. But yeah, I just think that's kind of funny how we both had these big experiences with camp but we never actually went together until like our last year to go together. Yeah, it's crazy. She'd like go a year and then stopped going. And then I went for a long time. And then finally at the end, I drug her along back <laughs> with me. But yeah, it's kind of crazy how God has used this place in both of our lives, but we weren't together, which is, I don't know. It's just crazy how God can work behind the scenes right. in that. But yeah, flash forward to after this time of struggling with um, assurance of my salvation, I got plugged into a Bible study and this is where I really learned how to actually read my Bible. And this was one of the biggest steps that really happened in this time because I now knew how to spiritually feed myself. I wasn't relying on other people, you know, to hand or spoon feed me this information. I could I could learn for myself the truth of the Bible and scripture actually, you know, was coming alive to me. And, and in Matthew chapter four, verse four, it says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And this is what I was learning in this time was how to really study scripture and get into it. And this is where I was like hooked, where I was like, mm -hmm wow, this is real. And kind of that fire for Christ was beginning to just, I don't know, fuel inside of me. Right. Yeah. And after Addie had gone to this Bible study for a long time, and after we had kind of became friends, she invited me to the Bible study. And I also really, really learned a lot from that. And just like Addie said, how to read my Bible, whatever, that sort of thing. But anyways, then Addie and I really decided to start a podcast around this time. And so after I had really gotten serious about my faith during quarantine, you know, I went back to school my senior year and it's like God totally opened my eyes to how all of my, not all of my peers, but many of my peers were religious but lost. They went to church every Sunday. They were quote unquote a good person. They thought they were a Christian. They called themselves a Christian, but they really weren't. They had no idea what it meant to have a relationship with God. And so this is, we've talked about this many times about how this was really a big motivation for us starting the podcast. And in Acts 4.12, it says, there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. The message we wanted to send out to our peers and these people around us is going to church every Sunday, being a good person, this won't save you. Only 
God can save you. And we all need saving because we're all sinners. In Romans 3.23, it says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Like I said, we've talked about this a million times, I feel like, of how we started this podcast and our motivation behind it. But this is really what it was for me, is going back to school after this time away and being like, wow, God, okay, I see what's going on. Yeah, 2020, I think, gave us a lot of time to reflect on that. Mm -hmm. Like you were talking about earlier in your testimony, how that quarantine really helped, you know, fuel your your faith. And then when you came back, it was like, wow, this world is kind of disgusting. And I, too, had similar um, experiences. And it's crazy how God can kind of put the same desire on two people's heart. And it really makes me think of the verse in 1 John 2, chapter 15. It says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is is not in him. And that's what I was seeing too. I was seeing how people were chasing after the things of this world, how they grew up in a Christian home, but they didn't have a relationship with Christ. And that, like we said, I don't know, we don't need to preach this horse a million other times. You can, Mm -hmm. I think we've said in every podcast episode probably out there, but this was why um, we started this. It really is a big moment in both of our testimonies because Mm -hmm. it is the first time, well, maybe not the first time, but it is like a big moment where we stood up and we're like, you know what? I'm all in. Like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to post it on the internet for everyone to hear, which is scary, especially at that age. Right. Yeah. But I don't want to kind of give off the vibe that I'm like, wow, I was so um, on fire for God. I am holier than thou. All these people were, you know, lukewarm, whatever, whatever. You know, I went into my senior year this way, and the second semester, I'd say really the last three months of my senior year, I really fell into a trap of habitual sin and just doing a lot of things that were not pleasing to the Lord and lying about it to so many people in my life because I knew it was wrong, and I knew I shouldn't have been doing all those things and hanging out with certain people, but... I just kept doing it and whatever. And so I lied about it to cover it up and all these certain things. And this is really my phase when I tasted the world and what it had to offer. And boy, does it bite you back. It is not good, you guys. And, you know, even though I had really decided to be all in for Christ and whatever, just, I don't know, six, nine months prior, I fell short again. And just because you are saved or you have this big moment in your faith or whatever, that doesn't mean that you're not going to sin. That doesn't mean you're not going to fall short or go through bad seasons because all through this time that Addie and I have been talking about leading up to this and even to leading up to where we are right now, we've fallen short and we've fallen into pits and we've had bad moments and it's never been constant upward growth. There's always you know, taking steps backwards and falling short and having these problems. And so that's also kind of a part of my testimony of just getting a taste of the world and realizing it is not good and it hurts and it stings and there are consequences for sin that you have to deal with. Yeah, I agree. Like Ella said, I've definitely tasted parts of this world and I've fallen into sin over and over again as I look back over this, but it really is by the grace of God that we get to sit here today. And you know what? I'm a work in progress. Like mm-hmm. 100%, I need the gospel every single day and I have to accept that every single day because right. I need cleansing from my sin right. every single day. And you know what? My story isn't over. Like 
this might be where we are today, where we're sitting here right now, but it's not like this testimony isn't done. It's not like close the book, story's over. I mean, unless God's going to call me home tomorrow, then <laughs> maybe so. But right. in Philippians chapter one, verse six, it says, for I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it about to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So it's like our story isn't over. This testimony of what God is doing and what God is orchestrating, it's not over and praise God for that. And I'm excited to see, um, what God uses next in my Mm -hmm. life. Yeah, like Addie said, you know, God's always working in us. We're always a work in progress until the day he decides to take us home. But um, after I had graduated high school and just gone through this phase of tasting the world, then being out of high school and being away from those people had really helped pull me back and get me out of that. And it wasn't an immediate flick of the switch transition, but it took time, but God did pull me out of that. And after a long time, I was finally able to tell my friends and tell people about it and um, just ask for forgiveness for that time. And, um, but anyways, so a couple months into summer, I got baptized um, and I talked about this whole experience in our baptism episode, so I'm not going to go into it now. But the day after my baptism, I left for camp, and this was the last time that I could go to camp as a camper myself. And literally the very next day after my baptism, God said to me, you say you're all in? You just proclaimed to the church and got baptized and tell people you're all in? Well, you know what? Prove it here you go. And that very first night of camp, I knew God was calling me into ministry and he was telling me, drop the plans that I had made because I had my heart set on nursing. You guys, I'm a CNA and I love it and I love taking care of people and I had my heart set on nursing, but there had been a lot of doors closing leading up to this point, but I just kept prying them open and saying, no, it'll work. I'll figure it out. And it seemed like to all the other people around me that these plans were good plans. They were going to work out. You know, I had a lot of scholarships. I was going to run for this school and they have a really good nursing program too. It's literally fourth in the nation. But anyways, God told me, you can't do this. You can't go to this school. And the rest of the week at camp, I really wrestled through that because I was like, what the heck, God, I'm not just going to drop out of school. What are you talking about? This doesn't make sense. I don't understand it. And I was really scared too to go home and tell my parents like, yo, I know I have a full ride to this school and this is not going to make any sense at all, but I can't go. I have to drop out. God's telling me I can't go to this school. And when I got home before I'd even said anything, my mom said, you know, all week, I don't know why, but I felt like I had to tell you it's okay to have other plans other than nursing. And when she said that, my jaw dropped. I was like, oh my goodness, God, you made this really easy for me. But anyways, so for a while after I did get home from camp and I talked about that with my mom, I kept trying to convince myself that I was still going to go to this school and that what happened that week was just like the camp high, we like to call it, you know, when you feel really spiritual and whatever. But that's when I learned how powerful the Holy Spirit really is because, oh my gosh, I felt this constant heaviness in my heart and my shoulders. I always felt like I was wrestling with God all day, every day. 
And anytime someone would bring up school or if I'm excited or classes or certain things, because it was getting really, really close to the start date of school, I felt so upset. I just couldn't bear the thought of going there. I knew it wasn't right. I knew God didn't want me there. But I kept trying to because I was like, this is the most illogical thing ever to just drop my full ride, to drop all my plans and just drop out of school. I don't know what God wants for me, but here I am. I did finally obey him and I did drop out of school and I am so, so, so thankful that I was obedient to God because this year off has been such a blessing to me. And I don't know what this whole ministry thing looks like for me yet, but I know that I want my whole life to be about serving God. And I know you can do that in any job or wherever God places you, but I know that I want to go into ministry and serve him and serve others. And so I am planning on going to a Bible college next fall. Who knows? God might change those plans. Other things might happen. I have no idea, but I know he's going to lead me and he's going to reveal it to me when he's ready to show me when he knows that I'm ready to know. And so that's basically my testimony up to this point. But I know there's probably going to be many more changes and curves in the road because that's how it has been leading up to this point. So, Oh, yeah, certainly. As me and Ella were writing it out, we just kept giggling because we were like, do you remember what God did there mm-hmm. and, and there and there and there and yeah exciting to see what he will continue to do next but we also just want to challenge you guys too you know after listening to this to just go and write write out your own testimony you know write it out and see what god has done and praise god for what he has done as you look back over that and it it really is special to see you know all those those little moments yeah it's easy to think that oh you don't have a testimony or you know, you haven't had these moments and whatever, but once you sit down and really write it out and think about it and pray about it, if you are in Christ, if you have accepted that gift of salvation, I know that you have a testimony and it has been a help to both Addie and I in our lives of just writing out our testimonies and thinking about them and certain things like that. And it really reminds you also of all that God has done in your life and how he's still working. He's faithful through it all and he's still working. Right. And it's super important to share your testimonies with other people too, because, you know, other people can then see how God has worked in your Mm -hmm. own life. And sometimes God even uses that in the life of other people. Yeah. I definitely think testimonies are very important and sharing them with others is super beneficial. Yeah. So that is all we have for today's episode on our testimonies, but we will see you guys again in a future episode. Bye. Oh, hey, you're still here. While you're still here, just one more thing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook by searching Not Me But You Productions. And make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Thanks again for listening. 